Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Mosen. Welcome to the Agatsu Physical Culture Podcast. Uh, on uh, Visiting with me today is my uh, online BFF, John Yuen. How are you, John? Doing fine, sir. <laughs> you like that? Hey, I got you to crack up right away. Good. We're off to a good start. Yeah. 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 Brought a well, smile to my face. I always describe to you when people say, who's the other guy that's teaching in Bali? I said, oh, it's my friend, John. And they're like, how long have you known John? And I, I go into talking and they're like, that's amazing. So you, where did you guys meet? And I said, well, we've never actually met in person. But, <laughs> no, but you know. I mean, I got, in, I got in touch with you like, I think it's like two years Pretty much, pretty close yeah. to the date. Yeah, you remember yeah. I sent you, I sent you a message on Instagram. Uh huh. Yeah, and you were like, uh, we were talking back and forth. You seemed like a cool guy. I was looking at your videos. I saw the awesome stuff that you were doing. And then I remember you said, "Hey, do you want to get on Skype?" And normally I'd be like, "No, weirdo, I don't want to get on Skype." <laughs> but thanks. But for some reason, I said yes. This seems like a totally reasonable thing to do. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Now, for people that haven't had the pleasure of you, um, you know, sending random message to them on Instagram and asking them to Skype, or if they haven't stumbled onto your Instagram and they're not currently following you for some ungodly, bizarre, no one could possibly figure out why reason, and we'll fix that by the, we'll fix that by the end of the podcast. Um, let's get a little background on you first, okay? Then we'll talk about all the really interesting, cool stuff that you do. We'll talk about movement culture. We'll talk about our favorite BM. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm, I'm open. I want you to know that. Okay. So first, where are you from? I am from Norway. Yeah. So we, we share this in, in common that uh, we both know uh, what it's like to suffer through cold. Oh, yeah. Very much so. So it makes, yeah. even it makes your videos with you articulating your joints so smoothly even more impressive because, you know, when it's freezing out, uh, that would take me about three and a half days to warm up to just try and, you know, simulate any of that. You know? Yeah, my, uh, the majority of my day basically consists of me going up to people and asking them to create friction with me. <laughs> like well, which is, body. Watch it, you could end up with a uh, hashtag me too uh, from that. That's uh, You have to be careful with that nowadays. You're becoming very well known, so don't ask in for Nor- friction. In Norway, it's hashtag you too. Oh, <laughs> see? I like Norway. Sarah, <laughs> book a flight to Norway. It sounds interesting. Okay, <laughs> so so you're from Norway, and uh, you know, like I, I kind of alluded to before, a lot of people, I think, that stumble into your work, they stumble into, um, you know, uh, watching you do flow or improvisation, whatever you want to call it. I know the kids like to call it uh, flow nowadays. Um, but the way that you move is very unique. And, you know, it made me for sure stop and take notice on Instagram. Um, and how, what is your background? You're, you're from Norway. Is your background dance? Is your background martial arts? Is it dancing while doing martial arts? How did this journey, this whole process, getting interested in physical culture, how did it start for you? I mean, you, you basically summarize it. I mean, I... Okay, so we're done. I'll go now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It was awesome. Check out John and... <laughs> no. www. No. Yeah. Um, no, so my, my dad's... My dad is Chinese, hence the somewhat complicated surname. Um, and uh, he encouraged me and my brother, uh, well, all my siblings, really, uh, from a fairly early age... Uh, to take up martial arts but he um he's been a major influence on me because he's he's never had any formal education he always you know just tried to um make a living out of trying out a lot of different stuff and figuring out how he can try to create something new bring something novel Mm -hmm. and interesting into the world and so he encouraged me to try out as many different things as possible he told me you can you can choose to do one out of two things. You can try to to be the best at any one thing, or you can choose to simply try to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the two aren't mutually exclusive, but um, there there is there is a uh, it will um, it will foster or facilitate a unique quality in you if you are able to not try to replicate what others are other people are doing and trying to surpass them but instead try to create something new right so right. i tried out a lot of different martial arts what was the first uh, one you tried jeet kundo oh that's an interesting place to start why jeet kundo what made you 
go, yeah, I'm going to do that one. You, you, you know the answer to this. I know the answer, but sometimes you have to, <laughs> you have to ask the question anyways. You know? <laughs> so, so um, well, Bruce Lee, yeah. as easy as that. Like, of course. It's okay. um, Everybody who's, my, who's doing martial arts right now, just they should wake up every morning or as they're closing their bag and thank Bruce. So, yeah, he's exactly. the reason yeah. for most people wanting to, to try. So Jeet Kundo, under who? Do you remember your first teacher? Uh, yeah, his name was, and this is a complicated Norwegian name with lots of syllables, Shelte mm-hmm. uh, Rebek. He was one of my first teachers. But really, my first teacher was my dad. He would teach me, like, standard wushu uh, training drills. So, you know, horse stance, 200 punches, yeah. crying in the fetal position, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I spent my, my youth in this position being hit with uh, by a... a a uh, sadistically sweet Frenchman uh, who would break uh, bamboo swords off of my uh, head if I dared to move or come out of the position. So uh, <laughs> it was great. Now, but it set me up for a lifetime, and I'm sure you you can uh, you'll uh, agree with this. Whenever I watch a movie, and there's a particularly what they perceive to be a very brutal training scene, where it's like <laughs> almost like, oh, that's torture. You couldn't do that nowadays. That would. I always go, that ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah yeah and you kind of sit there and you're watching and you go good for you yeah exactly <laughs> you know because that's how it's done obviously right so yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So your father really is your first martial arts you know teacher and he's exposing you to wushu and different things and then uh, you you find yourself going to jeet kundo which is really cool because then you know it's even kind of echoing your father's sentiments on being open-minded and exploring right yeah yeah basically and uh I mean, I got to try out a lot of different martial arts after that and more, we could say, convention, conventional uh, and more aesthetical martial arts after that. And I did that. Uh, for, name name uh, some of them, just, you know, for people that are listening, people that are interested, you know, like myself. So and that might know them. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I started with uh, Jeet Kune Do and then I went to Kali and Eskrima and then yeah. to boxing, kickboxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. uh, Wing Chun and Later on, I focus a bit more on wushu, mm-hmm. and then I've done some uh, like uh, Greco-Roman wrestling and uh, no gi submission wrestling as well. Yeah, look at that! You're like my you're like my brother from the other side of the world. What a what strange what strangeness! What a strange similar uh, background. What did you think of Eskrima? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun because there's so much. Um, like you, you don't you don't have to exert a, a whole lot of force to inflict a whole lot of pain, and that that <laughs> yeah. aspect is really interesting to me. Yeah. And yet the pain didn't have to be lethal, but it yeah. could be chronic. Right. Yeah. It's you interesting. Know? It's an interesting art. I, I asked what you thought you thought of it because, um, you know, and of course for people that are listening, Eskrima, our, our niece, you know, uh, sometimes also called Kali, it's not uh, like anything. Not not all versions of the thing are the same. They're not all equal. I had always thought it was very interesting, you know, seeing these Filipino guys moving the sticks so fast, doing knife biting. I thought, wow, what a what a cool system. And as a young martial artist, I was very interested in it, but I always kind of put it on the back burner. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll do it at some point, but you know, I'm not going to walk around with a stick. I'm not going to use a knife on someone. Uh, so I, I studied a bunch of other arts, but it was always interesting to me. And then, frankly. As you know, the internet exploded and I started to see videos, I would always see some parts that I thought, oh, that's really good. That's really practical. And other parts where I was thinking, wow, this is a very bizarre fantasy that you know, these, <laughs> these guys have. And, uh, and I think they've been hitting the head with a stick too much. So I kind of dismissed it for a while. And then it was always just sort of there. And I ended up very fortunately kind of having this idea that I wanted to poke around there, take a look. Mm-hmm. And I, I met uh, a man named Chris Bautista, who is a grandson of the founder of Kakoe Dose Paris Kali. And uh, mm-hmm. he lives in Montreal. And when I started training with him, I realized that the things that I was seeing, you know, from that maybe were turning me off a little bit were, um, you know, maybe like all oh, one style, one approach, one teacher, one whatever. But uh, the way that he approached it was amazing. And uh, people have been asking me because they see my little videos with the sticks. And I, I tell them that what I like about it, like you said, I mean, it's so efficient. It's so, it's so cool. You know, it's so fun. <laughs> and also, yeah. I think studying that, that art, especially if you have a good, if you're really fortunate, you got to find a good teacher, makes you better at moving, period. 
in any way. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought like, oh, well, what am, you know, that'll only be good if I have a knife. No, 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 no. That makes you better at moving with a stick, with a knife, with your toothbrush. I think you are more efficient at brushing your teeth if you're good in Arnis. Like, it <laughs> just moves better. You know, it is, it is one of the best decisions I ever made was, you know, meeting and training and learning from Chris. And uh, it's, it's such an interesting art. And I've, I've seen you twirling the sticks around a little bit. So I, I could see if you spent some time with them in your hand. <laughs> yeah. No, no. What I really like about it is like, if you imagine in conventional or, or, or um, yeah, con- more conventional sure. uh, self-defense arts, um, if you think about the angles that you have to protect yourself from with the upper body, with head movement and with yeah. shoulders and your torso in general, the, the strikes are way more linear. In, yeah. in Escrima, you have to, you know, be aware of so many different angles because there are so many angles of opportunity. Yeah. You know, and uh, you basically have to become so much more aware of all these different angles and how you You've got to be fast. You have to be uh, explosive, but you have to be supple. You cannot, you cannot be stiff and do this. Yeah. You really have to refine your movement. And so for you, you start off and you're exploring different martial arts. And is that, so that's kind of like the nucleus of how it kind of grows. You're trying to find different martial arts, trying to improve, trying to, you know, kind of explore all that. That's, that's what really gives birth to this kind of interest in, in moving better and moving more efficiently. Well, yeah. I mean, after a while at around the age of 16, I found, I found strength training, strength and conditioning training. And, uh, I mean, that is, that is the, the majority of the work that I've done is, has been in a gym. Right. So I wouldn't say that I'm a martial arts expert in any way, but it it is always it's influenced me a lot and it also influenced my perspective on strength and conditioning because right. a lot of the things that we're seeing were you know simply not making sense um compared to what I experienced in the world of martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. in regards to how you're supposed to move and what is an efficient way of moving and how a body is supposed to be and so forth. Um and after a couple of years where I focused, well, I, I spent most of my time in the gym. Then I moved over to uh, dance. Um, I found what, that. What got you into dance? Well, basically, I was working at the Norwegian uh, opera. I was, um, I did some some different roles, and I worked as an extra sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly singing. Yeah. Um, but after one after one show, I stepped off the stage. And this guy just grabs a hold of my shoulder and turns me around. So I face him and, you know, here stands the, like the most stereotypical ballet teacher you can imagine. Bald yeah. head, yeah. black turtleneck, black pants, black cane, black shoes, and a really bad Norwegian accent because this guy was from the U.S. And he just, he said to me, you have to dance. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That was like my Miyagi moment. Yeah. Um, and I said, Okay. Uh, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I had no prior experience with dance, but this guy, he saw me move on stage and he thought that, you know, he probably saw something Yeah. and he became my mentor. He taught me every day for free, uh, for like a lot of days wow. and uh, his, be- he, he believed so much in me that I basically just, I, I was studying music at the time. Um, but I, I said to him that, you know, because of, because of you and because of how much you believe in me, I want, and how much time and energy you invest in me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to, um, basically I'm going to promise you that I'll become a professional dancer within a year. Mm-hmm. That is my promise to you. So I, I stopped doing everything else. I just focus on dancing and I basically, I did the same thing with dance that I did with martial arts. I just tried everything and tried to find the common denominators and tried to find, uh, figure out like the, uh, general principles and guidelines and basics that apply to all different types of, uh, or styles of dance. Yeah. So that I could speed up my progression as much as I could. Yeah. That's amazing. And so then did you, after, after that year, did you start working as a dancer or did you start looking for work as a dancer? No, I I found work after a year. So I worked as a dancer for uh, approximately, I think five or six years after that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then, um, then after a while, you know, I, I found out that I re- was really interested in not only performing myself, but also figuring out how we can make an individual perform better. And that's right. when I got, you know, more interested in 
uh, strength and conditioning research. And um, then I basically became a trainer and uh, now I'm working as a teacher for a school also for strength and conditioning. Right. And you're traveling as well and you're giving seminars. Now, yeah. um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the uniqueness of what you do because, you know, your, your martial arts background, dance background, there's other people that have kind of similar, um, you know, backgrounds, but the way that you put it together, the way that you put your practice together and the way that you put, um, especially your flows and things together is quite unique because looking at it, I, I wouldn't just say, Oh, I'm looking at dance, you know, although it's as beautiful as the dance. And, um, I often tell because my students always ask me things like, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And especially lately, like always in fitness, things trend. So <laughs> flow is like a very trendy thing. You will yes. see, um, you know, videos of people uh, <laughs> dancing with kettlebells or maces or whatever. And uh, before everyone gets uptight, if you want to dance with a mace or a kettlebell, I really don't care. It's, it's fine. There's no problem. <laughs> if it makes, if it, if it warms your heart to do it, um, you can actually put a little face on the kettlebell and dress it and hug it. And like you could waltz with it and make a video, uh, get somebody to shoot it with a gimbal, please low, nice panning shots. So there's good motion and uh, lighting and maybe some smoke effects. Uh, that's fine. I really does not bother me at all. Um, the only thing when people ask me my opinion about something, I tell them this training time is very precious. Like I can train way more than most people because of what I do for a living. But even for myself, it's precious. I, if I'm not, you know, training, I, I want to be with my kids. I want to be enjoying my life. I don't just train to train. I, I want to be out and, and living life doing things. I want to have fun. So I don't want to spend all day in the gym. So that means whatever I do, I want a high return. And frankly, a lot of the flow stuff that people show me, it's masturbatory. I mean, really, it's it's cute. But if you... If in terms of the benefit for the time you're putting in, I tell people, man, go to a dance class at the YMCA and in your neighborhood. Just take a hip hop class, go, you know, go to something. And then I always whip out, you know, my uh, my phone and show them your Instagram. I say, look, if you're really into flow and you want to do these kind of things, you want to improvise, you you really that's something that you see it and you feel, man, I want to do that, but I don't know if I want to do a dance class. I said, look at this. This is not masturbatory. You know what it would take the knees to be able to do that? Do you know what it takes to be able to keep yourself moving like that, to be strong, but to be supple, to, you know, I said, if you do that, that's time well spent, right? That's time well spent for the body. So, I, and that's part of the reason why I asked you to come, you know, to Bali and, and to teach, because instead of me just telling everybody all the time, like, no, nah, no, nah, this is what I think is, <laughs> is good, it, it, you know, it, then um, they'll be able to see it. They'll be able to learn it from you. Uh, is it from your dance background and I guess the mix of the martial arts that you, you, you know, you've, I mean, obviously this is not the only thing in your practice, but it, it's a good part of it is you show all of these improvisations and you show linking from movement to movement. Is it something you notice is really like you, you said before that, you know, as a martial artist, as a person exploring movement, as a person, you know, dancing, when you would be in a gym talking to fitness people, and learning from fitness people and then hearing their approach, there was like a disconnect. Something was missing and it didn't quite jive with the way that you understood the body to, to move and how we're supposed to do things and, and be efficient. Um, so are you, is the, these videos, they're like an attempt to kind of give an example of, hey, you know, this is something else that we can do, we should do, we ought to do, we ought to explore. I, I try not to talk too much about the benefits of what I do uh, mm -hmm. because I mean, if you, if you spend enough time, you can, you can find benefits to practically everything or mm -hmm. anything um, which is, you know, what most people seem to be investing their time and energy in right now is to finding these different benefits and trying yeah. to promote them. Sure. But I just, my goal when I started my Instagram um, was basically to try to make everything that people said was wrong to do. I wanted to be able to make that pretty. Beautiful. Yeah. As simple as that. Like if you, if you, like if you see someone um, do a, do a, a barbell squat, a back squat or a front squat or what have you, and they, their knees, you know, cave in, without them, you know, having the intention of making a cave-in, then it's mm -hmm. very easy to critique that, even though the evidence would say that it's not necessarily that dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, but if you actively do it, if you do it with purpose, with intention, and w especially with the intention of making it pretty, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then people go like, oh, oh, you can do that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an evidence-based dude. Like, I'm a huge fan of collecting data and mm-hmm. trying to figure out whether or not something is actually right, wrong, bad, or good. And uh, trying to have a, a nuanced view on what we're doing. Right. But I know that irregardless of how much, many studies I pull out of my ass, it's not going to convince a person to move the way that they can and perhaps the way they should. Right. The way I have to convince people is to actually show them that you can do this. Like yep. your, your body can move this way if you invest enough time, enough energy, mm-hmm. and a bit of yourself into your practice. Right. It has to be a personal investment as well. So that was kind of like how, how the, the whole Instagram thing started. And um, truth be told right now, like what I, what I post and what I show is basically just, I just try to show, show stuff that I really like right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it changes from week to week. Well, you know, you, you had a post a while ago, which was my favorite post from you, other than anything you post about animals. That's always awesome. But, uh, <laughs> and for everyone listening, Porkchop is sitting next to me. I don't know if uh, she's being picked up on the mic. She's snoring. So no, I'm not ill. I'm okay. Uh, I don't have uh, emphysema or anything strange. My lungs are feeling pretty good. Thanks. Although someone did kind of try and crush them at jujitsu this morning, but otherwise I feel good. Um, but you had a post and it was um, just, it said, movement is movement, not a system of belief. Yeah. And uh, I love that one. I, I wish you could quadruple like on something, but it would only, unfortunately, let me do it once. So maybe you'll have to repost it so I can keep, you know, repost it <laughs> once a week. You'll get a like from me on it. Um, can, you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, yeah, right now, you know, movement is being promoted as, more like a system of belief because the benefits that we're trying to pr- promote from movement, yeah. they're, they're often, I mean, the rhetoric is so vague and so ambiguous and so, sorry to say it, but pretentious and full of woo-woo. Oh, no, it, not in this industry. Pretentious and full of woo-woo? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I refuse. I refuse to believe it. It can't be. <laughs> sorry for breaking your dream right there. Oh, my God. But, uh, I but, a single I mean, solitary tear just rolled down my my cheek. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but I mean the the things that we're trying. I mean, everyone's trying to you know, we're, we, and none of us can reinvent the wheel when it comes to physical activity and training. There are a certain type of principles that you have to ad- adhere to, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know, find something you like, adhere to it, and work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but because not everyone are not everyone's capable of making those changes without actually, you know, investing a lot of time and energy energy and having a specific reason to do that. Sure. People will try to promote it in a different way. And the right, right now, the way we're trying to promote it is, you know, in, in such like, it's so vague, like movement itself has become a category of movement. Yeah. Which, <laughs> right. Yes. That's like, that's like trying to, it's like trying to romanticize calories. Movement is movement and calories is calories. Right. We can't suddenly call it something, you know, say that calories is a micronutrient. It is not a micronutrient. It's a unit for energy. And the same thing for movement. Movement is simply doing something with your body. Yeah. And so many people now are trying to kind of um, sell it in such a way that you've feel like you should get some sort of, you know, yeah, a special type of result, a result that, um, a result that will bring you physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual well-being, right? And there's your infomercial right there. Just package that and you're good to go, man. I'll see you oh, on yeah. your yacht. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See, <laughs> we came up with it right here. Anybody listening, you're not allowed to do that. It's, it's trademarked. Don't yeah, the, the name of the yacht is hashtag bowel movement culture. Bowel, bowel movement culture would be awesome. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> be incredible. Yeah, with a, like a flush logo or something cool, but tasteful, nothing over the top. You know, oh, no, no, very delicate. I'm going to get my people working on that immediately. You I'm know? looking forward. Mine's going to be covered in velvet and in, feces. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, could it be crushed red, red velvet? I really think that's cool. 
I, it's I gonna be quite brown. Brown velvet. Well, eventually, but over time. <laughs> eventually. That that conversation degenerated quickly. But uh yeah, as it does. But that's good because it should be funny because it's a very funny thing when you think about how seriously like people call themselves movement coaches. Um which is, you know, a very specific thing. Everyone from being a trainer now to a movement coach and then movement will become a dirty word and people will call themselves something else. Um, I'm personally going to put out a video where uh, as a movement coach, I'm going to show people how to move their arm over on the other side of the sofa, grab the uh, clicker and then turn the TV on. But we're going to do it in a very specific way. Um, it's It's the only way that you ought to do that. Uh, I invented that way to move the arm. Uh, before me, no one, no one was able to do that. They actually had to get up and walk around to the other side of the sofa and get the clicker. So uh, I have a very mm. special way of doing it. Uh, once you hit a certain uh, set and rep scheme, we consider it mastery. And then uh, you're, you're good to go on to the next move, which is infinitely more complex. And uh, you will have to you know, partake in uh, various online training programs. And it takes about uh, six years to get uh, halfway decent at it. But once you can do it, unicorns will come to you in your sleep and give you kisses. So, you know, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a hell of a program. I, I'll, of course, because we're friends, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to share this stuff with you, uh, you know, once we. I, I, I greatly appreciate yeah. that. Privately, though, and please don't don't post videos explaining my secret uh, movement skills. OK, yeah, <laughs> I, prom- I promise not to. I promise not to. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, what's been, what's been good is I've seen, like, I've seen the growth in like your Instagram account doing, um, you know, doing what you do and doing it because you love to do it and sharing what you find interesting. Um, and I always have trainers that ask me at courses and they're like, what should I do for this? What should I do for my social media? Oh, you know, my buddy who owns this and, uh, he's got a social media guy told him, uh, he should do blah, 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 blah. And, uh, he told me that. So I'm thinking about doing, and I said, well, you know what you should do? you should probably start with a base of sharing things that you enjoy. Like if you have a gym, you should share what's going on in your gym, show people what it is that you do. And then if they kind of dig it, they might show up at your gym. (laughs) So um, that seems like a good place to start with all of this, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the social media accounts that I, I appreciate are, you know, the one that kind of allow you to get a, a, like a, they give you a screenshot of reality instead of t- trying to contort their own reality into being like the proper fitness or movement account. Yeah. That's when, you know, I, I, I get depressed when I see that. Oh, I like the ones that it's like, well, they do one black and white, one color, one, like they're working on a super secret formula that somebody taught them, you know? And it's oh like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep following you because you know, the secret black and white formula. It's like, Oh, it's like <laughs> one color, one black and white, one color, one black and white. And, w- and when you see the Instagram grid in its entirety, you can actually see an Illuminati symbol. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I just take those special accounts and I hold them up to the uh, brick wall and everything opens up. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> But it's hard. I get it. It's everybody is trying to do, like you said, you can't reinvent the wheel. No one really here isn't reinventing the wheel. Um, and people, they get excited when something comes out uh, that they perceive as new. And uh, then everyone starts doing it. It's like fashion. You know, everyone starts doing it. Everyone starts talking about it. And I think after a while, they forget the whole point. They forget the point of why they started. They forget why maybe even the first person who was trying to show all this stuff to, to everyone, they forget the point of what that message was. It just becomes like, it's almost like you're running down the street with everyone and you look to your right, you look to your left and you go, hey man, why are we running? Nobody remembers. <laughs> nobody has any clue. We've been running for like days, but nobody, I don't know. As I, I saw him running and then uh, saw a couple of other guys were running. It seemed like a good idea at the time and we've been running for a while. So, you know. it Sounds like the world's worst apocalypse movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should all go to Norway if that hits. I think it's, I think I saw a movie where like Norway was the only place they thought would be safe. And they, yeah, like, yeah. Like that's yeah. where you could go, you know? So if anything bad happens uh, and there's zombies, I'm showing up in Norway. I'm letting you know right now. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Even the zombies would freeze over here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets to be like minus 40 where I live. So they would have a hard time. They would be frozen and falling on the ice. And also pork chop is totally geared up. She would have like a vest on with little daggers. <laughs> she would, I have her trained so she could jump up in the air and I pull the daggers out and take the zombies out. It's, it's going to be epic. Maybe a crossbow on her back and she ducks her head and I fire the bow. That could be really cool too. <laughs> That's not, that's not too bad. We might uh, we might have something like that going on. 
you know. I am uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> I think it's going to be epic. So, you know, we're talking a bit about, you know, movement is movement. It, it's not a system of belief. Um, and when you're teaching, I know you have a project now, you're trying to get people, uh, that are, you're doing something online, but it's quite, it's quite unique, right? You have like kind of like our co, I don't know if you want to call it a partnership, but you're doing it with a few different, a few different people and you're exposing Mm -hmm. people to different things. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So the, 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 uh, the whole idea behind this, uh, movement, uh, project is that we wanted to create a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we focus more on the community as opposed to the culture because yes. culture with community is basically is a religion. Yeah. So, um, oh, you don't want to start your own religion. You are going about uh, becoming a uh, fitness guru all wrong, by the way. You're completely fucking this up. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm at the bottom, bottom of the poverty line as we speak. You don't, you don't understand how this works at all. You need to start a proper cult, man. Uh, I'm going to get you, I'm, I'm making a note now. I'm getting you cult starting for dummies. Okay. It's going to be very helpful for you. Right. Yeah. So, and you'll just kind of rethink all these things. So you're starting. Is that, is that in Braille? Cause that will allow me to move more. Oh, they have it in everything. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll get you all different types of copies and you can flow back and forth while you're reading it. It's going to be really helpful. I would love like a pop-up book. So when I turn open a page, a pool noodle comes out and I have to go. Oh, and then you can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good evil reference. That's good. That's good. I like that one. Yeah. So so you're not doing doing that with your group, but what are you doing with them? How And how are you creating that? No, so basically, what we're trying to counter counteract is that is the um, is the fact that you know people we we promote different aspects of movement and different activities or different exercises or different exercise tools to such an extent that people just do it without uh, and and their eyes is not on the activity; it's on the prize of the activity. So they mm-hmm. get a bit blinded. They start doing kettlebells because they think. They think that, you know, touching a kettlebell will turn them into a Russian uh, ex... Uh, Super soldier? Well, yes, but but yeah. everyone listening knows that the kettlebell is the secret weapon of the Soviet <laughs> Spetsnaz. Of course. Lower center of gravity will give you supernatural powers. Everyone of course. knows this. Of course, when I was in Russia training and I was doing kettlebell there, do you know what the Russians were doing? You know what they were doing? <laughs> For real? No. Yeah. They were blasting their pecs on the pec deck, dude. Exactly. I'm serious. I had a Russian guy come up to me and he goes, he goes, what, what do you do? And I was like, oh, well, I'm, here, I'm here learning kettlebells. You're, where are you from? I'm, I'm Canadian. Oh, okay. Well, I go back. I have to work out. I go, what are you doing? I'm doing pec deck. They have new pec deck machine. It's awesome. I'm blasting my pecs today. I said, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get a good peck deck blast. So I, I just find it so funny that people think in North America that Russians are all running around using kettlebells. And really, they're like doing leg extensions. They're doing hammer curls in front of the mirror. And then they're blasting their pecs. So, yeah, maybe the marketing was a little bit off. It's a great tool, but uh, it may not be the secret weapon of the Soviet Spetsnaz. <laughs> So when you're not creating Russian, Russian super soldiers with your new program and you're having people explore different things, right? So yeah. this is kind of like the, you're creating a little bit of a, I was a counter movement, but providing a little bit of something in the air that's different from, from what's out there. Yeah, well, we, we want to hold, uh, hold our members accountable in the sense that we give them an experience first yeah. and then we, have, we, we want them to evaluate their own experience and mm-hmm. analyze it. So instead of us saying, hey, here's, here's a horse stance, do this and your hips will feel wonderful, right. we would say, hey, here's a position or a movement or an activity. Mm-hmm. Try this out and we will give you the guidelines necessary to try it out and we will yep. bring in external presenters that are experts within all these fields. Mm-hmm. You try it out and then you tell us what happened. Mm-hmm. Instead of us trying to tell you what is going to happen before you try it out. Yeah, because, be careful because if you do stuff that way, you're going to make people think. You're going to encourage free thought. That's I know. The last, that's the last thing you want to do yeah, as a that's, cult leader. That's your, your, side of me. Nah, uh, you're screwing up, man. You're, you're screwing the whole thing up. That's not what's done. You're supposed to tell people that there's one way to do something. Mm-hmm. You happen to be privy to this information. You'll share it at a cost. And in limited amounts over the next 
150 years or, mm. you know, until the mon- their money runs out. That's, that's how it's done. I bow my head in shame, sir. Yeah. Well, it's understandable that you don't understand this because maybe this kind of technique hasn't arrived in uh, Norway yet, but uh, oh. you know, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix you up. You know, and I've seen, I've seen, I've been watching actually in your stories you posted. So people that are, that are interested in kind of, you want a visual to go along with what we're talking about and you're interested, well, what does that mean? Um, Mm -hmm. If you follow John's stories, you'll be able to see because you you repost a little bit of, you know, people that are in this group and what they're doing. And it's really cool because you get to see them and their, and their posts that they made um, talking about it and talking about the experience and what they noticed. And, you know, I mean, the movements are cool too, but it's kind of cool as, you know, you just said that they're getting this experience and they're getting to try something uh, also without being bombarded in a way with all the information before and after and everything, telling them how they should feel about it, what they should think about it. And, you know, just some nice safety guidelines for how to move around and, and play mm-hmm. with this. That's really cool. No, it's, it's a lot of fun, fun. And, you know, once they, they focus, once their focus is on the process like that, and they're, they're not, you know, preemptively thinking that they're going to get a result, that's that's how you also build like the community because yeah. you know they're they're all a part of building the community as opposed to just being a community for the sake of getting something yeah do you think that people especially you know it's it's funny before you know everyone was obsessed with bodybuilding everyone wanted to look a certain way then there was like this movement of you know i i hate the word but functional fitness functional, yeah, yeah. functional is whatever you know i tried to tell people uh, you know, functional is towards a, a given end, whatever your end is. So, I mean, if you want to work on your biceps, bicep curls are perfectly functional ec- exercise. It's kind of stupid to sit there and, you know, define and limit yourself by saying, I'm a this, I'm a that specialist. You know, it's a nonsensical, weird, I don't know why you would want to build a cage for yourself like that. And a cage that's so flimsy anyways, it's made out of paper. So it makes no, makes no sense. But, yeah. you know, functional people... for what? You're yeah, functional for what? I mean... Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I'm working on my squat so I can take a, a better BM. That's uh, that's my <laughs> functional fitness goal for the month. But no, like people start moving to oh, I want you know I want to be able to be more athletic. Let's say I think it started with this idea the functional fitness thing. Is well, I'm not going to just obsess about the way I look. I want to be able to do something. I want to move better, um, yeah. which is great. I mean, it was I think that was a great goal for people to explore. Movement was kind of coming from that, but then it became a party trick thing as social media developed. It's like everybody's got to be able to do this move. Can you do a pistol? Can you do a one-arm handstand? Can you do this? Can you do that? And do you find people are just super focused on getting a particular thing? And why do you think they're so focused on these particular goodies? I I think it's just their way of uh, dealing with uncertainty is to try to get certain answers. Mm -hmm. And the certain answer is that this is a standard for how, for how a proficient mover Mm-hmm. <laughs> <A> move- <laughs> oh, what's that? Yeah, sorry. Did you have a? Did you have a ball? Which I know there's a lot of animals there. Always dusty. It was very dusty in Norway when you say. Yeah. I once tried to say that word, but a couple of I kept saying it, and then guys showed up at my house and they they moved the uh, fridge for me. So I was just like, oh I know no, I didn't mean that mover. It, was, it gets very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it does get confusing, right? Yeah. No, I I think that you know it's. Everyone, because of the flow of information now, like the landscape of information now is way different than it was before. We have free access to information and inspiration and people and communication. Yes. Because of that, people are really confused when it comes to physical training. And it's, which is really understandable. Both well, you're, in, you're inundated, right? As a, as a lay person, you're inundated because like you said, we have more access now to information than ever before in mm. history of, of humankind. But mm-hmm. I, I really firmly, and not just to be a cynic, I believe we're getting dumber. We are, because we're not focusing on how to pro, pro, uh, process that information. No. And as a result, people are just looking for specific answers instead of asking themselves better questions. Yes. And that's when the answer becomes, well, whatever an authoritative figure gives you or whatever the majority of the, of the population choose to do. So yeah. that's how you end up doing pistol squats and one-arm handstands, yeah. which are cool. They're yeah. cool movements. But they're just movements. Yeah. You can, you can replace them with other things, other projects, other ways of exploring, and you can reap the benefits of doing other things. There's no problem with any of that. Um, 
we all don't have to mm. be doing the same thing. It, that's the nice thing. It depends on what you like. I mean, working on one arm handstands is a nice way for me to keep my shoulders healthy, nice way to explore balance, nice way to, you know, keep up my flexibility training because otherwise it would be boring to me. Uh, you know, this, it, there's mm. all kinds of things. I like to joke and Sarah makes fun of me because uh, it's a ridiculously long, nonsensical sentence. But I always tell my students, the thing isn't the thing. It's the things you get from the thing. That's the real thing. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, see, I yeah. believe it makes perfect sense. And now you agree with me. So clearly, I don't know what everyone's problem with that sentence is. No, no, it's, it's I mean, it could be a bit fluffier, a bit more. You think I could fluff that more? Maybe. Yeah, if you use if you use any kind of word that you found in like a old scroll from the Dead Sea, yes. that it, yeah, I would buy your product. Then it would be yeah. I'm messing up too. I'm a lousy guru, horrible mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, but there's time. You know, I still have a few years. I can really. <laughs> I'm really planning on selling out big later. You know, I just want to get. A few, I want, I want, I'm trying. I'm, I want to get a few years of good street cred and uh, you know and be kind of counterculture and hang out with you guys. And then I'm just gonna sell out huge. It's just gonna be disgusting. It's going to really, really turn your stomach. If you, if you think it's hard to get the word mover out, just, <laughs> just wait, until I'm, wait until I'm done. It's going to be a thing of beauty. In, in five years. I heard, you did a, I heard you did a podcast with that Agatsuko. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna, you won't even be able to get it out of your mouth. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so one thing I was talking to, you know, I was talking to uh, Miguel recently, and I know you, uh, you know, Miguel, and uh, yeah. we're all, we're all going to be together at the Agatsu training event, uh, February in Bali, which uh, I'm happy to say is already, it's half full. It's, uh, it's oh, awesome. Cool. Wait till you see where we are. Uh, Bali floating leaf. Um, that place where we're going to teach, train, sleep, hang out, eat our meals is, is part of really a large part of why I'm going back. Cause normally we don't hold the events in the same place we you know mm-hmm. so many places in the world to go and, and do cool things i honestly just wanted to see that place again i, was like, <laughs> I saw i saw the website for that for yeah. that resort it looks like something out of like i would say season four season five out of star trek it's so like, cool it's yeah. so cool it looks it's so, so cool like- and the craziest thing is it's really it's like a family that runs it you know and it's even though it's like yeah it's like a luxury resort but we take it over it'll just be you know our people there training you know everybody hanging out um it's got a family feeling to it you know like the owner she's cooking the meals and everything is grown there and like the food literally is grown right there they're growing the stuff it's amazing it's like it's an experience that I had to have at least one more time. I'm like, I got to go back. We got to do something there because I just got to hang out with them. You know, I got yeah. to see that and to be away from tourists, to be somewhere where, you know, we're in the training hall. We'll be upstairs training with you. You can look out uh, because it's got the, you know, on the top where we train, it's got the, the roof, but then everything is open 360 degrees. You're looking over rice paddy fields and, you know, there's a booster off in the distance. It's unbelievable. Like when you see oh, it, you're going nice. to lose your mind, you know? But I know for people like, let's say, I'm, you know, I'm going to post on Instagram some of your flows, some of you moving around and people are be like, oh, I'd love to come and, you know, train with this guy. But I can't do that. I can't. I can't. My knee would snap in half, you know, and, <laughs> and just like no, but it's the same thing like with Miguel, you know, I'll show him doing like a beautiful one arm handstand. And people are like, uh, Sean, yeah, that sounds fun, but uh, I can't go up at all i can barely go up against the wall and i tried to tell them look miguel one of the best things i can say about miguel is miguel's awesome at teaching beginners that's really what he's good at he's good at teaching beginners so if you can't do a handstand at all instead of spending the next year flopping around landing on you know your on the on your side and kicking up against the wall and breaking doors in your house go see this guy and he's going to help you and he's going to give you good habits and he's going to, he's going to save you years of bad habits and trouble. So, um, you know, I tell them that. And the same thing for you. What, what can you tell me for people that are, you know, they're looking at that and they're like, Oh, I can't do that with my knees. I can't do this with this. I can't do that. You know, I try to tell by this, this is for beginners. And if you want to learn to move better and you want to explore moving better, you got to try it and everything's scalable, right? Oh yeah, like basics. 
often when we say basics, it's, it's often with this, you know, like demeaning tone, as if basics is like where you start. These yeah. are the basics and this is where you will grow from. But basics is something that permeates everything that you do. Like yeah. I, I still practice the, the basics, but mm-hmm. I just do in my level or from my level. And uh, that's, I'm going to teach people exactly what I, the way I train, but not necessarily the specific movements. It's going to be about the principles behind the movements and how you scale it to not only your level, but you as a person and what you prefer, what you enjoy. And just, you know, based on your everyday lifestyle and how every day or week or month look, looks like. Mm-hmm. Basics is something that you master because when you master it, then you know how to modify it to your needs and to your wants. Mm-hmm. It's not the not only a place where you begin. It is yeah. something that, you, that you're supposed to be able to carry with you at all times. Whenever says, someone says, I have to go back to the basics, yeah. they're not really going back to the basics. No. They're, they're still working on the basics. They just scale it to an appropriate level for them right now. And that's what I hope to contribute with on this resort is just, you know, I'm going to show you the basics of what I do. And then you can, you can move the way that you want to and also the way that you need to as you are right now. You know, there's a martial art that that sounds vaguely familiar. Um, that seems to conceptually have a have a very similar idea behind are, it. Are you are you insinuating that I get inspiration from anyone else but me? Because I never <laughs> insinuate anything. <laughs> I I'm I'm not known for insinuating. I'm not I'm known for saying. I once had somebody. You'll enjoy this. I and you'll enjoy it more after you meet me. I. Uh, I once had someone message me and I was playing with my kids, so I didn't answer. Normally, I answer quite quickly. I try to answer everybody has a question very, very quickly. Um, but I was playing with my kids. And if I'm playing with my kids, to be honest, I don't care who you are. I'd rather play with my kids and because uh, they're cool and a lot of fun to play. And they're mine. So we were, we were playing and uh, I didn't answer for a few hours. And then I started to get other messages from this person. And one of the messages was, are you mad at me? And so I, I responded, I'm not high. Um, I'm playing with my kids right now. This has nothing to do with you or my thoughts about you. Um, also, what about me screams passive aggressive? If I'm mad about you and mad at you, believe me, you'll know. <laughs> and, and mostly because I'll be standing on your neck when we're having the conversation. So, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry," uh, you know. And I was like, "No." Like once again, I'm making a joke. I'm obviously not mad at you. But we're getting there. So how about, how about a pause and I'll, I'll call you back later, right? So, yes. Oh, so we're going to have lots of fun in, uh, in Bali. We'll have an amazing time. Uh, for people that are listening, uh, first, if you're interested in this, this event, it's going to be uh, Miguel Santana, right? John, myself, Sarah Claire Lajeunesse. We're going to be doing a lot of different uh, cool things. The training is uh, in Bali. It's uh, going to be at Floating Leaf. We're, all you have to do is once you're registered, you get yourself there. And then we're literally going to have you picked up from the airport. You're going to be brought to where we're all staying. There's no tourists. It's just people, you know, all like yourself that want to hang out, learn, move, have a good time. I think one of the most amazing things, apart from all the instructors being there, is that you have people that are traveling from around the world and their whole thing is they just want to meet and train with all these different, you know, people. And those people themselves are so interesting. They're so interesting. Mm -hmm. There's so much to learn just from the people that are coming. Um, And it's really all levels. It's, It's not a thing where... Uh, you know, like these obnoxious people who are like promote like this elitism in, in movement culture or whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want to call it. It's, you know, it, we've had people at events, you know, not trainers, not in amazing shape, just like, man, I, I just, this looks cool and I just want to do it. And, you know, there's going to be people like that. There's going to be all kinds of different people and different backgrounds. And we train in hour and a half blocks, which is one of the coolest things. So it's like you get to train. You get a little, you know, physical and mental sorbet. You, you take a break, cleanse the palate, you know, all the stuff John tells you is going to be reverberating around in your head. And then, you know, you're going to come back. You're going to train a different energy system. You're going to train the body differently, you know, with Miguel or with myself or with Sarah. And uh, we're also going to take time to, you know, hang out and go check out places in Bali and all tour around together and do a lot of fun stuff the way it should be. As you can tell from our conversation, all this stuff should be fun, right? It should be fun. Yeah. 
I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we're all going to die, and nobody's going to care whether you had a 10-second or an 11.2-second one-arm handstand. You're still going to be just as dead. Exactly. I mean, the really cool thing about these sort of like events is that usually the people who sign up, they tend to be like just for for me as an instructor, I love meeting these people because the people who take this, you know, the step and they sign up and they just decide, hey, I'm gonna gonna go to Bali and train train with yeah. a bunch of strangers. They're usually like really awesome people. With oh, really they're so, they're so cool. Stories. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It's gonna no. be. Anyone who's thinking about doing it, you got to do it. Now, also, John, give everyone your um, Instagram so that they can check it out. That way they can find you. They can follow you. They can also uh, see the little samples and snippets of all this great stuff we've been talking about. So how can they find you on Instagram? They can find me at at Yuan John. That's Y-U-E-N-J-O-N. Okay. And I'm also going to put it underneath when we put this uh, podcast up and everything goes live, it'll be in the link so that they'll be able to find it. And uh, I'll be posting on the Agatsu Fitness Instagram. I'll also be posting uh, little clips. Uh, we like to do like, a, oh, meet your instructor in Bali. So I'll be posting uh, little clips from you with links so that way they can find you as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. It's been a good time. Uh, we'll do, I'm, I'm toying with the idea. Uh, wrap your mind around this. All of us sitting in Bali and we're going to do like a round table discussion about, you know, right. Movement, fitness, movement, culture, gurus, and everything. It will be, I think it'll be awesome. Hmm? That sounds good. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, maybe with a cocktail in my hand or something classy, you know, something good. I might be wearing. I'll find a stray cat and just yeah. pet it. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll we'll start it. Well, I want to do video for that one, and I want to like start with like James Bond style, where you're petting the cat and you just spin around, <laughs> right? I think that w- that would be really cool. I want some Elton uh, John sunglasses. I want something very, you know, very heavy, like shocking, but also commands a certain amount of respect. I think my Bond villain name should be Locomotion. locomotion that's amazing isn't that incredible that would be really good yeah okay we have to make we have to make this happen this is going to be the greatest uh thing ever and uh, also we have to get on that bowel movement hashtag we got to start we got to start working that all right awesome man so thank you so much i'm gonna kill uh, the uh, audio and the video in a second and then i'll just send you a message on uh, instagram all right sounds good take care my man thank you you too buddy bye bye bye